Hello and welcome to the Practical Magic Podcast, a weekly dive into ways in which we can live a calmer, more creative and empowered life on our own terms. I'm Kate Taylor, Creativity and Empowerment Coach, and I'm on a mission to help us live an embodied life full of creative expression through my blended melting pot of goodness I call Practical Magic. Welcome to this week's Practical Magic Podcast. I hope you all had fantastic bank holiday weekends. I'm still, I think, in a little bit of relaxation mode after a really gorgeous time off in gorgeous weather. I'm back, though, with a wonderful interview with Maxine Laceby, who's the CEO of Absolute Collagen. She's one power lady, this woman. You're going to enjoy this chat today. We're going to be talking all things empowering women, owning your own skin, and Maxine shares an incredibly humbling and heartfelt story about how she's gone from working from her kitchen table, being a mum, doing all of those things, to being a CEO of a really successful company over the last 18 months. So I hope you're going to enjoy the show. Welcome to the Practical Magic Podcast. I've got a really incredible guest for you lovely lot today. This is the marvellous Maxine Laceby, who's the founder and CEO of Absolute Collagen, which is a collagen supplement she formulated in her kitchen at kitchen table at the age of 50. And for Maxine, we're going to talk about this a lot today, coming back to work at 50, not so much as having written a check for 15 years was both terrifying and exhilarating. And you only launched Absolute Collagen in the UK in May 2017, didn't you, Maxine? And you're on on track for a three million pound turnover this year. This is one incredible, incredible woman, listeners. I can't wait to talk more about your journey and what you've been through. I wondered if you could just explain a little bit more about how you shared your journey from the kitchen table to now and and why you do what you do, my love. Yeah, my gosh. It's it's, uh, hello, everybody by the way. Um, How did I transfer from kitchen table to what I do now? So I think for me, um, I knew I had a product, a fantastic product. And that is the, for me, that was the ultimate. I had a product that worked. And I stumbled across uh, collagen, the benefits of collagen, purely by accident. I was, I started making my own bone broth and kind of had this real sense of well-being and my friends were going oh my god you look great what are you doing because I was drinking it and I kind of started looking into what is what was it in the bone broth that was making me feel and look so good and the word collagen just kept popping out every time I researched it and so I did a lot more research and I found that it was the collagen that was in the bone broth that was just had given me this fantastic glow and a sense of well-being. So I then, st- <laughs> so bear in mind, it was just little old me in my kitchen at this point. So I Googled what is the best form of collagen that I could get at that time in my kitchen. It was chicken feet and pig's trotters. Nice. And so that- yeah, so much to my children's disgrace, I started cooking up big vats of pig's trotters and, and chicken feet and just reducing it down. So I, you know, when you, when you do a stock for meat, uh, for, for gravy, and you reduce it down, you just get that little sort of nice tasty bit. And that's basically what I was doing. And my friends were kind of banging down my door for my booty. I became known as the local collagen dealer. And honestly, I just, it was just hilarious. And my kids at this point, all throughout this were just glancing up their iPhones now and again going, oh, yeah, what's she doing now? What's she up to, me to doing this time? Yeah. 
and that's yeah and then so basically I then asked myself what did I want from this product because I was creating a product for myself because it worked I wanted maximum of the best collagen I could get my hands on that my body could take in one dose I wanted it as small as possible I didn't want to drink masses amounts of liquid I didn't want to have to keep it in the fridge and I didn't want I wanted it to be great for travel so it had to be in the minimum uh, amount possible and easy for traveling and that's what I created absolute collagen and you say because you said that when you started out you were you know chicken feet and all that kind of thing but it's not it's yeah. not made from bovine products <laughs> no. or anything like that anymore it's it's marine collagen yeah it is yeah. and that is the I mean if I thought that uh that other types of collagen were better it would they would be in my product I am looking at bringing out another product which is not aimed at hair skin nails that may contain other types of collagen but absolute collagen contains marine collagen for a reason I'm going to be sharing more about this at the awakening as well and I'm really and I'm so glad I found you because you know we've had chats and I just think your journey has been so inspiring and so fascinating so you talk about going from the kitchen table and and turning over what you're aiming to be turning over this year like that's no mean feat when as you said yourself you know you hadn't written a check for 15 years and you're a, a CEO of a phenomenally successful business now what and 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 in the last like 18 months really like what a journey how has that all come to be over the last 18 months everything i have learned from being a woman and a mother I apply to the business from integrity to walking into that room and scanning that room and making sure that pond is always still standing in the background letting things happen and all those things I kind of realize that I apply to, to my business I don't think I take myself incredibly seriously I get things wrong that's fine um and I get a lot of things wrong. You know, I'm learning on the job as we are learning on the job when we have children. I don't know what it's like to have a 22-year-old. I'll tell you what that, I'll tell you what that feels like next year. And it's kind of the same thing. And I think as women, and I, we don't mind asking for help. I will not leave a meeting until I understand exactly what's going on. If that means I've got to ask eight times, I will. Yes, I've got quite a funny story about that, Kate. I, so I'm not very technical. Finish work when I was 25, come back at, I don't know, 51, I'm now 53. So that whole technical era I missed. So I tend, I work from home, so I tend to sort of get up, have a shower, put my dressing gown on, mooch around the house, then sit at my desk, get changed or whatever. So this particular day, I had a call at 11. So I had, um, so yeah, as normal, got up, showered, dressing gown, potted, sat down at my desk, looked up, it was 5 to 11. I thought, oh my God, I got a call. Anyway, so I pressed into the core on my computer, chatted about 45 minutes uh, to this guy who I've never met before. And uh, he said to me, do you mind if I share this with uh, Tash and Steve, my digital marketing agency people? I said, share what? And he said, this video. Oh, my God. Like, so you, oh you've been sat God. there in your dressing yes. gown. Yes. It fills me with cold fear. It really does. Oh, but you know what, Kate? I said, do you know what? Yeah, share it. Does it Brilliant. really matter? It doesn't. No, it doesn't. Does it? And I, no, no. And I think that's the beauty of being 53, you know, and, and coming into work, you know, later on is I don't take myself that seriously. I mean, I get, you know, yeah, so yeah, hilarious. 
I mean, it's re- I, I find your story so fascinating because a lot of people would be like, oh my God, starting a business of your size at the age of 50. But I guess for you, it must have been quite an intuitive thing. It must have been very much of having a belief in your product and having a belief so much in what you do and the benefits that it's giving that everything is, you can just create it in your own way, can't you? Yeah, and I did. I mean, I knew I had a product that worked. Um, the branding was key to me. It had to look a certain way and all the rest of it. And my children had got to an age where they just didn't need me anymore. So I felt like I was in a real privileged position that I could make my life whatever I wanted it to be. And I chose to make my life a masterpiece. And I believe my today my life is a masterpiece of my own making. You know, and yeah, so I, I feel incredibly blessed that, you know, I can, we love working from home. Um, that's fantastic. And we've got a great team around us. Now we have, I mean, I'm really good at recognizing what I'm not great at, um, which is a skill in itself. And I apply that to the business. So I'm not great technically. So we, I've employed somebody to do the tech stuff. Um, and it, yeah, you've got to make it fun. You've got to enjoy what you do. Yeah. And I think that comes because obviously um, I'm a business coach and mentor myself. And I I completely echo and share mm. that because we can't be great at everything. And I, I sit here as somebody who tries to do everything and it doesn't mm-hmm. always work for me because all I do is make myself busy, overwhelmed, mm-hmm. stressed out. It, it just doesn't work. So you mentioned before about asking for support. It's not always the easiest of things for women to do because women wear so many different masks. A lot of women now um, have this, I need to be able to do it all. I must be superwoman. Mm-hmm. I need to be mum, wife partner friend you know all of the things that how have you managed to navigate through one asking for support and two being able to wear the different hats at different times but knowing that you can ask other people to wear some of those hats too I am humble if I don't understand something I'll just ask why wouldn't I but I don't know if that's come with age as well you know, I will not leave a meeting until I understand what that person's saying. And sometimes that means I've got to ask them nine or 10 times. There's absolutely no point in either of us being in that meeting if I'm just nodding and shaking my head knowingly when I haven't got a clue what they're talking about. So I always, always ask, put my hand up, ask, ask for help whenever I need it, ask people to explain. And yeah, again, I think that's quite a skill that I learn with it just, just by being a woman, really. I, you know, I think we're incredibly intuitive and we're able to recognize in ourselves what we are good and we're not good at. Um, and the other thing was um, wearing different hats. I think, again, you know, women have to. We have to wear different hats, different masks, different outfits for different occasions. What am I going to be today? It's like, you know, there was a program called Mr. Ben years ago and he used to go into the wardrobe. And sometimes I, I feel like that bloody, I used to feel like that person. And that's fine because that's how it was for me at that time. I needed to be this mother at the school gates. I needed to be the wife. I needed to be the uh, strict mother, the fun mother, the the caring a daughter whatever now I don't need to be any of those things my children don't really need me as much um I'm not married so I can just do whatever I want and I don't feel like I have to wear masks and I don't know if that's the beauty of working for yourself as well because I'm probably unemployable I'm, I'm ADHD um I'm dyslexic 
and I go off on these tangents. So I'm probably unemployable anyway. So working for myself works beautifully. <laughs> and and I think that is the beauty. Is you, you can just, I run my business how I want to run it. And I don't have to be anything other than who I am. Yeah. And that is so refreshing, isn't it? And I, you know, that's why I, I work for myself as well, because every day you get to create something new every day, you know, doesn't necessarily have to be a new product, but it, it can be a new idea or a new way of doing something and having the collaboration. That's the great thing about having women in business and having that feminine knowledge is collaboration, community, creativity, empathy, all of those incredible skills that we can bring into business, into work environments, into teams really helps, doesn't it? It certainly does. And, you know, I find myself in the beauty industry purely by default. Um, and I remember going to London a couple of years ago and there's um, a, a body called CW, the Cosmetic Executive Women. And they're just a phenomenal group of women that started in the 60s in New York and uh, it's just women within the industry that support other women and then uh, it's headed up in London and um, I went there thinking oh my god what are they going to be like they're all going to be really bitchy do you know they were the most wonderfully supportive group of people and that really shocked me I don't know what I was expecting really and I don't know if there's that I think you get back the energy you give off. Yeah, and being in it in things for the right intention, isn't it? It's like if you can go into something with the view of how can I be here of service? Obviously, you know, we have work that we want to do. We have projects that we're working on. You have your brand that you're um, wanting to share out with the world. But if you can go in and say, how can I be of service? How can I help? then that's a different thing rather than how can I get somebody to buy my product. And I think that goes back to me being told in the early days, you're too cheap, you're too cheap, you're too cheap, you need to, you need to be charging more. I, and I, I, at the time, I thought about it and it just didn't feel right for me putting the price up. And I had to really go into myself about what, what why is this? What does this say about me? And I did some discovery and I went back and I recalled my mum was a single parent, worked um, all her life on the minimum wage. And I remember going around the beautiful department stores with her, holding her hand, I was about six or seven, and she'd be looking at all these products that she couldn't afford to buy. And I was thinking, why can't my mum have nice things like other people's mums? And I believe that's where my reason for the price of my product, for not making it double the price, that's where it's come from. And I... I have found out by running the business that your your whole integrity and your ethos starts running like a core through your business. And I, I think if you're not true to yourself, I, I just don't think it works. We are human beings. We run as energy. Everything around us is energy. And when you can tap into that, there's somebody out there who resonates with the same kind of story. And that's a really beautiful story that you share about your mum. Because, you know, for me, that that's that's more than what we say on a package of what what something has in it or how it works for you that there's a pure intention behind it there is and I really did stick my neck on the neck on the line even when I had people within the industry telling me that I was too cheap you know you'll never make any money you know and it, at the end of the day it's not about making money but it is I've got a business I've got bills to pay I've got staff to pay I've got packaging to pay for so you have to make some profit um, but I'm really glad I stuck by my guns and the proof is in the pudding. We, we send out over 12,000 units a month, you know, and th that's phenomenal. 
That is amazing. And especially for, you know, the amount of time that you've been doing it as well. So you can, I mean, your packaging is beautiful and, and the way that you talk about things is really beautiful. So, But I think, you know, I think we can sense that there's more than that. You always can sense that there's more than that. When a, when a business and a brand has a heart and when it has a soul, you get it, don't you? You do. And, you know, talking about sort of morals and ethos, I mean, my both my children, uh, both my girls work within the business. Darcy is head of procurement. She does all the uh, ingredient buying. She'll do, she uh, organize all the blending, the packaging, making sure we never run out. Margaret does all the shipping. I have a duty to show those girls how to do things properly, the right way, both in their personal life and in their business life. I want my children's head to hit the pillow every night and for them to know they can sleep sound knowing they've done the right thing and everything is okay. All we ever have to do is the next right thing. It really is that simple. And that's kind of how I live my life. It's very, very simple, but it works for me. Yeah. And, and you know, that gives you a place to pivot from, doesn't it? Because you say yourself, like, mistakes are made. And for me, like, failure is I, not that I actually prescribe to that word itself, but it's the ultimate form of creativity. It allows you to become more resilient and more confident, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, it definitely does. I mean, this isn't my first business. I mean, my children will tell you when they were nine and 13, I shipped them off with me to Blumen, uh, China for an elastic band. It was a product I was about, to, I was sort of designing and I found a manufacturer in China. Went, right, we're off then. That, so, that I chose to take that to a certain point and then thought, I thought about it so long, I missed the market. But what I learned, I learned so much from that or to feel contentment or fulfillment in whatever it is that you do. Yeah, it is. And, you know, going back to the girls, I had a, a real pinnacle moment on, on New Year's Eve this year because we'd been away, the three of us, uh, for Christmas break in the lakes. It was absolutely beautiful. Hotel called the Gilpin Hotel. It's just amazing. And we came back and the girls went off. We went to London, went to Dublin. I, they all did different things. And I sat there watching the fireworks with a cup of tea and my dog I was so, so happy. And it just got me thinking. So it, with me, everything starts with my children, always. So I, my girls are brought up that it's very much, yes, sir, no, sir, three bags, full, sir. And that might sound like I give in to them a lot, but I don't. And what I mean by that is sir stands for safe, important, and respected. That's the three things they need to fill. I suddenly realised on New Year's Eve that I was applying those principles to myself. Oh, my God. And I just thought, I need to be safe, be made to feel safe, important and respected. But I think where I got it wrong all my life is believing it was a gift that somebody else was going to give me. I suddenly realised it was a gift I had to give to myself. Yeah, I mean, it's often the way, isn't it, when we talk about relationships and love and, you know, the love that you're seeking from someone else has to start with you. So it's a similar it's a similar thing, isn't it? So what a beautiful moment of re reflection to realise that that was something that you could give to yourself. How, how does that kind of work in the... How do you practise that? Well, again, just by, just by realising that, I thought, oh, my God, this is how I run my business. You know, my customers need to feel safe, important and respected them. They need to feel safe that they, when they press that button on the website, that it is 
an English company in the UK because obviously it's an ingestible product. They need to feel important that they are part of Absolute Collagen and they really are. We've got, you know, all our subscribers get little gifts. We're not just about taking money out of the company. They have, we've got nail files. We've got little beautiful uh, satin sleep masks. We've got sweatbands. I've literally just created my own room fragrance. They'll, They'll be getting that. So they need to fill in you know, important and respected. They need to feel respected that I am going to give them the most up-to-date information about collagen that they, that, about my product that they can get. And without knowing it, I kind of realized that that's really runs through me like a core, but I was the last person I gave that gift to. So it was my children, my business, and then me. Yeah. And, and how do, what do you think's changed since having that self-awareness that, you know, yes, you've, you've taken it out into the world, you've given it, obviously, you know, you're, you're the mama bear, you're the, the lioness, you're making sure they're okay. And you do that because your business has been your, your baby as well. But when did you realize that? And how did you realize that you were giving it to yourself? How do you, how do you go about doing that in daily life? I think, when I go back to New Year's Eve, I just sat there so content. And I just thought, isn't this funny? I thought that I needed to be at a party, that I needed to be with people, I need to be here, there and everywhere. And I suddenly realised that actually all I need is here. As long as my children are okay, that, that, that's it. That's the bottom line for me. And that's how simple I am. As long as my children are okay, I'm okay. And by that, I mean that they they kind of know, they know where their mum is, they they feel safe in their environment, they've got a lovely home, you know, they've got a business that they can both stretch their elbows out because I believe that children need to do that. They need to like practice if you like. And they can do that within the business because it's my business. But yeah, I, th- I, I think it was New Year's Eve when I realised that, my God, my needs are truly met. You know, finally, it's really that simple. I'd always looked externally to a bloke, to things. I had to have this. I had to be there. And actually, everything I needed was inside me. It took me 53 years to realize it. You've got such an incredible amount of wisdom. I've just got to tell you this, Maxine. You really do. And, you know, the things that you've you talked about in terms of owning your own skin, having the courage to do that, like mm. being able to look at your family or your business and really comes through with you is an incredible amount of self-belief. What are some of the things that maybe you could share with our listeners about break some of this into their lives? Yeah, I'm going to share something with you now that if I told you six years ago I was suicidal in bed, you'd be quite shocked. And that's the truth. Um, And so I look back at the last six years, how far I've come. And when I look back at that, I wanted to die. There was not like... I wasn't playing. I wasn't playing for attention. I just didn't want to be around. I didn't know how to live with myself. And I believe that was because I was always looking externally. I always thought the answers were elsewhere. And the reason I didn't commit suicide was because I Googled it and it said that if I get the wrong amount of paracetamol, I could be disabled my whole life and my children would have to look after me, which is something I wouldn't contend. So I didn't do it, thank God. So for me, I I liken it to so so yeah, that was the six years ago and I just thought I've got to do something about this. And I believe it was because I wasn't living to my full potential. 
I truly believe that. So when I met my, met my ex-husband, who's, who's a fantastic man, you know, we're, we're not together now. That's fine. He's happy. I'm happy. I handed my life over to him. And I went, your life's better than mine. You, li- oh, I'm going to live yours. And that's what I did. I was kind of like a chameleon, really. And um, then we split up and I became it was the hardest thing I ever did I was terrified I had a very privileged life uh we had lovely holidays the kids wanted for nothing I was spoiled wife really um there's only so many times you can go for lunch there's only so much shopping you can do it all gets for me it got very boring and it was all external so kind of moment where I just thought I'm done here I don't want to be on this planet anymore then I just thought I can't do this so when I look back at how I got myself out of that, I used to imagine, so I'd get on the edge of the bed and every morning and I'd put a skin on. Who am I going to be today? It's like a onesie. Am I going to be mum? Am I going to be whatever? I wasn't working at the time, but what am I going to be today? Who, do, who does everybody need me to be today? And then I don't know when it changed for me, but I started... I used to call them conversations with the mirror and I used to look at myself in the mirror and I, I really couldn't hold my gaze for a long time. And then I started sort of about, yeah. So at that time I then did an art degree. There's a reason I'm telling you this. So I did was doing a fine art degree and I thought I've got to do something to get myself out of this pit. So did a fine art degree. My first project was I wanted to strip myself bare of all makeup, let my hair go grey, and I wanted to see how people reacted to me. What that made me realise is how desperately insecure I was about myself. I couldn't look at myself. My roots were coming through. I felt, I remember at uni, we had this trip to London. I didn't want to go because I had no makeup on. How ridiculous is that? And I, I feel that's ridiculous now, but at the time that was reality for me. So I did this three, three, four months where I had no makeup, uh, let my hair go grey, and I realised how desperately insecure I was. What that made me realise is, Max, you've got it all wrong, love. You're externalising everything. So at that point, I then sort of imagined I was putting on my own skin, my own onesie every morning. So I still had to imagine I was doing that, sit in my bed, put me on. So put Maxine's onesie on. And then suddenly it kind of happened where I just started wearing my own skin all the time. I didn't have to think of the analogy of putting my own skin on. And I can honestly say that was the massive turning point for me. The more I became me, one, the happier I was, and two, things started to happen. You no, know, when we when we talk about masks, that's often what happens. You know, you, if if you're wearing the mask, I mean, you know, they're they're all our masks. They're all our masks of being, for me, coach, fur baby, mama, girlfriend, friend, all of them. But then, when do you take that time to literally strip everything away, look at yourself, be with yourself, and realize that you are underneath there all the time? And, and that you're enough. That you're enough, right? And I have to look in the mirror and say, Max, you're enough. You, you are, you're okay. I just, I just thought if I go on this journey and I find I'm not anybody, what am I going to do? Which is ridiculous. And actually, 
I went on the journey and found out that I'm all right just as I am. I'm not perfect. I don't want to be perfect. I'm honest. I've got integrity. I've got my own morals. I do things honestly. I'm a good friend. I'm a good mother. I'm a good human being. That's all I need to be. But do you think it takes that time of self-reflection to sit there in the flesh and not have to look outside and grab for the the quick fixes almost, you know, like, oh, well, if I just get my hair done, then I'll feel better. Or if I just, you know, if I, I just do this for this person, doing the people pleasing thing con- constantly and looking for getting that external validation. But it does have to come from the inside, doesn't it? You do have to get raw. You do have to get vulnerable. You do have to get vulnerable. And it happened with friends as well, because I've got a few friends I've had for years. And suddenly it was like, do you know what? I don't know if this friendship's any good for either of us. Not that it was a spoken thing, but I think for me, I was carrying some friends around like massive big boulders in a sack. And I'm sure they were felt the same with me. Because we've been friends for like 20, 30 years, you just feel that you've got to be in each other's lives. And actually, I kind of let some of them go. And it was such a relief. And I'm sure they felt relief too. And it was a massive, massive change in my life. Everything changed. And it, it, it was about standing on my own two feet, being the person I wanted to be, and just becoming Maxine, wearing my own skin. And that meant sometimes I had to let people go. And as I said, they're probably really glad I let them go. I've got this one particular friend who I was so, so close to, and I love her dearly. We no longer contact each other. It was kind of a, nothing was said, it just happened. And we'd speak loads of times every, she'd come on holiday. But her life had changed and mine had changed. And we were just habits. Yeah. Do you understand that? Yeah, absolutely. And a friend of a wise friend of mine once said that love exists and it doesn't matter how far the distance it doesn't matter how far the years actually that love can be still be felt from afar it doesn't mean that you have to be in that person's life all the time yeah and I suppose from her point of view I had changed as well so I wasn't no longer needy and I don't know some maybe maybe that's a change some people because if you're one person in a relationship, then you suddenly change. That other person has to adapt, and it's hard, you know. So, yeah, it's, to me, it's about maturity and growing up. And I didn't grow up till I was fifty, hundred percent. Yeah, and I think that beautiful what you've, uh, you know, what you're sharing here, and is that journey of self discovery, and it is allowing yourself to be brave with that and say, I'm discovering myself. That means discovering the world around me, and that means that some of it will be here and some of it won't. Now, that's not anything to necessarily be afraid of. It just means, like you say, the things that you don't have to, you don't feel the need to cling on to anymore, that, that you can let that go. And that's okay. Let go with love. Yeah, let go with love. You know, absolutely. Let people go. You know, don't hold people hostage because I'm sure that's what I did sometimes. Well, it's a codependency, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um yeah, massively. And in my eyes, the whole world opened up to me. It was amazing. Oh, my God. I, it, It's just, you know, I, it's so funny. I'm sitting here recording this and I'm just getting such a sense of beautiful visuals and just, I, I feel like, I know this sounds really cheesy, but I just feel like you're, you're, the, the way that you share is like this incredible 
empowering movie, you know, for other women to really take note of. I feel really passionate about women in general. I think we are incredible absolutely incredible we just don't know it we're very humble we don't shout about it and we let the family come first so therefore we're always in the background and that's fine but there comes a time when you have to come forward and for me when I did that and it was the right time for me as well if I couldn't have done it when the children needed me to be a hundred million places at once um but yeah it's um I just feel so, so passionate about what women have to offer. And I think we need to shout about ourselves a little bit more, to be honest with you, because we don't. I agree. I agree. And it doesn't and it doesn't have to be done in the way because, you know, obviously when I'm talking to women in their journey, wherever they're at, you know, particularly with their coaching journey and especially within the business context of getting yourself out there. So many women have been told as they're growing up, don't be too much, sit there and be nice, nobody lets the show off, all that kind of old programming going on. And nobody's saying that you've got to shout from the root off how you do it, well, safe, important, respected, right? And, you know, what you're here to be of service to. So, you, you know, with your work, it's about helping other people to feel confident in their skin, own their skin. And it's funny, isn't it? Because I was reflecting before we got on this call that actually you talk about, you know, your your motto, owning who you are and stepping into your own skin. It's no it's no surprise that you created a skincare product. It's amazing, isn't, isn't it? It's it? weird. <gasps> so, so strange. It really is. And it's all connected. It's so connected. Which is, it's, it's incredible, isn't it's it? It's literally what you've created from the inside in terms of your journey has turned into a product. So, you know, when you talk about it and, and what you're sharing here and reflecting on is how women can shout more about their achievements, about what they're here to create. You know, we are all an expression of our beliefs. We're an, all an expression of our journey. It's the same reason I do the work that I do with Practical Magic and The Awakening. And therefore, it doesn't have to be, you know, you're, you're not selling your soul. You're inviting people in. Yeah, that's it. And yeah, hundred percent. I I don't think I don't know if women will shout about it. I don't know if it's in our nature. I just think we get on with it. You know, the, I I was somewhere the other day. It was amazing. It was um, I don't know if you've heard of something called the Alison Rose Report. I haven't. And, no, but I oh, feel like I need to know already. You so do. Alison Rose was commissioned by commissioned by the Treasury to do a report on why there are less female entrepreneurs. And her findings were incredible. You can look it up, the Rose Report. And women don't shout about it. We're self-sufficient. So we don't look outwardly for money. Like me, I mortgage my house. We don't feel the... We, we just are self-sufficient. And that's the difference. And I went to this fantastic meeting that she was at. There's about 200 women there. And none of us feel like we want to... There was blokes there as well. But we were saying that none of us feel like we want to knock, knock the blokes off the spot. That's not what we're about. We just want to get alongside them and get the job done. Yes. It's <laughs> simple. Yeah. You know, yin and yang, we need both. Oh, absolutely. And I, I think... And it, it felt, and it certainly in my life, feels at the moment like there's this movement happening. And it you can, I can almost feel it. And it's it's a movement where... Women are starting to come forward, but not in an aggressive way. In like, it just in a really nice, respectful. This is this is this is our time. 
Yeah. And it's being it's it's being part of a conversation rather than feeling like you have to own the conversation. And that's you know, there are there are certain ways in which women do have to be heard above the noise that's been there before, you know, and and not to be quieted because that's often what happens. And you've got to and, and it takes time to be able to lift your voice. It takes time to be able to heard above the noise. It takes time for being part of the conversation where somebody wants to keep you small. But I think that the more that women are at the table, the more that women can share their voices, the more that it gets stronger, the more it's like, yeah, we're here to open dialogue and be in this communication because that's what we're so bloody good at. Then, you know, you do have incredible women coming together to be able to say, look, we're sitting beside you at the table. And I, I say to people as well, you know, yes, I'm in a, a position now and, I, I, you know, I've worked hard, I'm very lucky and all the rest of it. And my journey happened to be, from six years ago, a journey I chose to be on my own. And I say to my friends, look at me, oh, you're so happy. And I just say, yeah, but it doesn't mean you've got to leave your husband. You can do it alongside your partners as well and that always makes me chuckle because you know I'm single because I choose to be because I've got so much going on and to be honest I've I'm just I haven't got the time but yeah I mean you can do it alongside somebody else it doesn't mean you've got to be you know I always thought that I remember I remember going to see somebody and he he told me I was suffering from indignation and I assumed that indignation had been inflicted on me by my ex-husband what I now realize is that indignation I've been giving dishing out to my myself I had been the perpetrator and so I think you know whatever relationships people are in you can grow and move within your relationship and I think if you can then that's yeah, fantastic. Yeah I think that's a really interesting point actually isn't it because when I um, went to learn how to do Koya which is the movement practice that I do which is all about connecting to the divine feminine and the feminine and it's really interesting because a lot of women that go to do it big life changes happen you know they leave their partners they get divorced like sell up all of their belongings and you know go traveling around the world no fixed abode that's wonderful and yet there's this like oh my god does that mean that everything in my life is going to have to change it's like you know what yeah it does because you've been in your own bullshit but the opportunity that I have found in this journey that I've been on with it is for the self-awareness that I have found since connecting it with my body and my feminine is to have more beautiful conversations with my partner to have more self-awareness of when I'm bringing my crap to the table you know and I'm not going to say it's always easy but you know that that's that's what I've how I've chosen to take it through rather than going right well I'm just going to walk away from this yeah it's uh, it's all a learning curve it, isn't it yeah or, and whichever way we do it, right? So we're all learning as we're going along. And that's just, you know, the wonderful heart of the process as well, isn't it? It certainly is. So this has been, a, I mean, you're going to be coming to the awakening, aren't you? And I'm I know, so exciting. excited. Because I know, so am I. I literally reached out a couple of weeks ago, having found you guys and, you know, just loving what you're doing. And, and then uh, it was like, oh, yeah, well, why don't I come and do a talk? I was like, yeah, we've got to have, I've got to have you there. I've got to have you there. So you're going to be talking a bit more about um, being safe, important, respected, and, and all of the great stuff that we've been talking about today. So really excited about having you there. And because the Practical Magic podcast is about talking about feminine, it's talking about self-expression, but also about wellness. What what are some of the self-care habits that you have 
or some of the self-care tips that you would share with the Practical Magic audience that work for you? Well, first of all, look at your own skin. Look at your own skin and decide, are you wearing yours or somebody else's? And and what is yours? And gently step into yours and see what that feels like. And then extend the times you wear your own skin. And then suddenly you'll be wearing it permanently. Um, And on a practical note, drink water. Yeah. (laughs) I don't drink enough water. Drink water, take collagen, obviously. Do you know what? It was really funny. There was a Facebook meme the other day that um, really made me chuckle because it was something about... In your in your early years, you look at coffee and you think that's a grown up drink. Then you get a little bit later on, and you like here's a glass of you know fine wine. You think that's a grown up drink. Then you get a little bit later on, and you like water. That's really the grown up <laughs> drink. I was like, it's so is. true. And you know, I I do a lot of work on myself. You know, when I grew the business, I grew four stones, so that wasn't great. So I'm back running now, and you know, I've got a form of arthritis. So water, I know myself. If I don't drink enough water, my neck will hurt 100%. I'll get tired. My neck will hurt. So it's so simple and it's free. Yeah. And it's something we shouldn't take for granted because so many people in the world aren't, you know, don't have the pleasure of having it on tap like we do. Yeah. So drink water, collagen, obviously. And wear your own skin. And wear your own skin. Oh, amazing. Thank you so much. And... I like to always ask practical magic guests that come on because music is a wonderful creative expression and such a self-expression as well. What would be your go-to track that kind of defines the journey that you've been on? That's it's so interesting. My go-to track would be Something Inside So Strong. By Labby Sifri. Yes. Oh, and, beautiful. I haven't heard that for oh, years. Oh, you know, it's a song that saw me through. It was a women wake-up song. I remember listening to it one day in the car, crying my eyes out. It came on. And I thought, oh, my God, I this, this this is talking to me. And it kind of, it helped me a lot. And I've got to mention another song as well. It's The Pretenders, I'll Stand By You, because that's something I sing to my girls when they were young all the time and it's our it's our little we call ourselves uh, we are but three and it's our little three song so those yeah something aside so strong and i'll stand by you definitely beautiful chrissy hines one of my absolute feminine oh, heroes you know if i could have been anything in life i would have wanted to be a, a rock star chrissy hines 100 percent. yeah and it's always my go-to karaoke track is oh, yeah. as well and uh, yeah fantastic really really love them brilliant well thank you so much for coming on to the practical magic podcast where can we find more about absolute collagen and yourself maxine you can find me uh, and absolute collagen on www.absolutecollagen.com we are all over the uh, social media and there'll always be links to myself if you go on to the website on the blog there'll be a maxine Lacey section and i'm starting to sort of come out as the person behind the brand but also as i touched on earlier I feel so passionate my duty in life is to I believe my duty my role is to inspire other women to not everybody wants a business but just to be the best version of themselves whatever that is and I, I feel quite passionate about that so you'll be hearing a lot more from me on that as time goes on well do you know what Maxine you're already doing it so 
yeah, I mean, you know, the videos that you share and the the wisdom that you share and the knowledge you share, more of that. And you can come and see Maxine chatting and meet with Maxine at The Awakening as well on Saturday, the 8th of June. So we look forward to seeing you there. I am so excited. Me and my girls are going, we're staying and we are going to have such a ball and I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, me too. I know, it's going to be fab. It is. All right, my lovely. Well, thank you so much for coming All on right, today. Okay. Lovely to chat to you as always. Thank you for listening to this week's Practical Magic podcast with myself and Maxine Laceby. What an absolute gem. I feel so empowered after that conversation. You can find out more about Maxine, Absolute Collagen and of course The Awakening on the podcast page at www.katetaylor.co forward slash podcasts. And if you are listening to this on any of your favorite iTunes, Spotify, anywhere, anywhere at all, please, please, please do go and rate and review anywhere that you can. It just helps us get the message out to more people about the Practical Magic podcast and the wisdom that gets shared around. And of course, you can buy tickets for the Awakening Festival taking place on the Isle of Wight over the weekend of the 8th and 9th of June. Just head over to www.awakeningfestival.co.uk. And if you're coming from off the island, you can also find out about a discount with White Link Ferries as well. So saving 20% off of your ferry travel over to the Isle of Wight for that weekend, which is super cool. I'll be back next week. Until then, gorgeous ones, have the most empowered week ahead.